ShareCare is the leading online health and wellness engagement platform, providing millions of consumers with a personal, results-oriented experience by connecting them to the most qualified health resources and programs they need to improve their health. It's time now for ShareCare Radio on RadioMD.com. Here's your host, Dr. Daria. Hi, and welcome back to Share Care Radio. You know that one of my favorite topics, I always love talking about biohacking and how we can make our bodies and lives better. So this is Dr. Daria, and today we've brought in another biohacker to tell us about his approach to switching up your traditional diet and exercise advice to really see amazing results. Now, he's turned his passion for health research and advocacy into best-selling books, the country's most popular health podcast, so I have to be a fan of him for that, a top 10 app, and an entire empire that he calls the Fat Burning Man. Welcome, Abel James. So glad. I'm really so glad you could join us. Even though we were just talking, I'm sorry I missed you when I was in Austin yesterday. But I want to hear, now you turned your passion for research and testing into real results uh, when you started investigating the truth behind some of the conventional diets out there and your own program, The Wild Diet. You know, how did you, you know, tell us about that and how you changed what you were eating? Yeah, that's right. So I always wanted to eat as healthy as I possibly could. I, I come from kind of a family of health nuts. My mom's an herbalist and uh, holistic nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. and uh, my dad grew up on a farm, an organic farm before its time, in uh, the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire. But wow. for me, I, uh, I graduated from college, and, and for the first time in my life, got a really good job that had excellent insurance. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I was using it mm-hmm. as much as I could to get as healthy as possible and to look at my uh, biomarkers of health learn how to read my charts and, and things like that. Uh, oh. So I, I went to this place where basically I was peeing in a cup and getting my blood drawn every week, and I was following <laughs> advice that was supposed to be protective of my heart and uh, basically be the best thing for longevity. So mm-hmm. uh, for the first time in my life, I, I started you know, really paying attention to my diet and making sure I wasn't eating uh, red meat. I was staying away from most dietary fat and dietary cholesterol. And over the course of a few months and, and then a few years, I was getting fatter and sicker and almost every, you know, condition I was trying to prevent <laughs> that my that was in the family, like high triglycerides, blood pressure, mm-hmm. uh, thyroid problems, eventually I, I had uh, kidney uh, stones and other issues. All of this stuff kind of got worse and worse until I came home one night and uh, I lost everything in an apartment fire. And... Oh Oh and all goodness. I had was basically my reflection in the mirror. And at the time, I was 20, 30 pounds overweight. I was really struggling uh, to, to have the energy to get through the day. And I was, you know, in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was by trying to be as healthy as possible. And that's fascinating. I mean, that's fascinating that you talk about because you were able, I mean, you grew up, like you mentioned, a family of health nuts. I love it. So you grew up with this healthy mentality to begin with. And then you kind of were able to make your own body a little bit of a lab because you were testing yourself so regularly. And we hear this all the time. People say, well, I think I'm doing all the right things, but I'm not seeing the outcomes. And that's because what we're learning, in, you're, you're, I'm sure you're going to talk about that, a lot of what we're learning with science of what we may have been telling people for so long, the low fats and all of those, really were not the best thing for our bodies. Exactly. Yeah, so I, uh, it, it's one thing to hear something. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's quite another to experience it sure. yourself after mm-hmm. you do a trial of, of guinea picking and you actually look at your triglycerides, which are going off the charts, or, or all of a sudden you're experiencing blood 
sugar issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the first step of biohacking, of course, is to track various mm-hmm. things. And it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to learn how to read it, a medical chart or uh, or necessarily pee in a cup every week. <laughs> Thankfully, thank you very much. So do it by tracking uh, your sleep, you know, with a Fitbit or, mm-hmm. or another sort of sleep tracker that you wear, or even your phone in some cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we, have, we have a sleep tracker here at ChairCare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the second step, though, is to actually put it into action. Mm-hmm. So as I was watching my health take a nosedive, I realized that I was following the wrong advice. I was doing the wrong thing. So I, I wanted to try an alternative, which is basically the opposite of what I was doing, uh, which is uh, more what I favor now, which is kind of a ketogenic, high-fat approach that's all based on real foods. And the most exciting thing about eating a high-fat, kind of ketogenic-style diet is that your brain starts operating in a completely different way. And in a lot of cases, you get a, a clear and focused energy and you're not nearly as hungry with those ups and downs in energy throughout mm-hmm. the day. You know, I hear a lot about that. People talk about kind of the brain fog that we have from our highly processed uh, diet, a low-fat, high-sugar diet that we get. So, you know, what you know, what are we eating? It almost sounds like your diet is kind of like paleo, but how is it different? Yeah, so one of the biggest issues with, uh, with the way that most people get to paleo is that they're not necessarily – coming from the, the research background or the veggie approach, right? It's mm-hmm. more just like, let's kind of do an updated Atkins thing where we're eating as much meat as possible and then everything else is kind of a, a side dish to that. Right, you're right. It's it, We need to come at it from a really analytical, scientific approach to make sure we're eating the best stuff. So it's good. Yeah, exactly. And, and so it doesn't really matter what... Um, nutritional, what your nutritional background is, everybody agrees that eating green leafy veggies is where it's at. Mm-hmm. And so for the wild that, what I recommend is that people just start there, make at least half your plate um, colorful green. Mm-hmm. So above brown veggies that are, that are non-starchy in variety. And uh, the idea of the wild diet itself is that you're not eating factory farm industrial processed foods. You're eating the freshest foods possible that are raised the way that nature intended. So instead of having factory farmed conventional uh, meat from a cow, for example, which is low in nutrients mm-hmm. and high in, in uh, some unde- undesirable things, you're going for the grass-fed pasture mm-hmm. varieties, which have omega-3s and CLA yes. and lots of nutrients and uh, that can really help brain health. That is so true. I mean, science is behind that that shows there's a difference in the nutrients, the omega-3s in grass-fed beef versus you know, traditionally, you know, or not traditionally, but more recent uh, uh, modern methods of raising beef. There really, there is a difference. So, okay. Yeah, there's a massive difference. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So we're going to have half of our plate is colorful greens. And then our protein, you're saying more ancestrally sort of raised foods? Yeah, foods that are raised on their natural diet. So what we want to avoid, for example, are, uh, you know, chicken uh, raised in factory farms in in America anyway uh, is often injected with arsenic, which changes the color of of the chicken. And there are a variety of reasons that they inject it. But it's it's a poison. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, You can think of it as an anti-nutrient that's in your food. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But when you have... uh, a chicken that was raised on pasture eating its natural diet, mm-hmm. uh, which is a variety of insects and and, um, and some grains, but not one particular food type, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with fish. When you have factory farm fish, 
in a lot of cases, they're feeding them grain, something that is low in nutrients. And when you eat an animal that's low, that, that's on a low nutrient diet or a, a poor diet itself, those negative uh, health effects translate to you as well. Mm-hmm. And so you want to get the highest quality food you can find and afford. Same thing with if you're looking at produce, you want to make sure that it's coming from uh, a soil that's healthy in itself from organic uh, farms, mm-hmm. preferably because there's a lot more micronutrients in those feeds. And also it, uh, it improves gut health because there's, there's a lot to be said about the microbiome. And so it gets yes. pretty complicated pretty quickly, but suffice it to say, eat fresh food that comes from nature, not from a factory. You're right. And especially when you're talking about meats as well, you know, you want to, by doing the grass-fed and, and kind of following those kind of raising methods, you're also going to decrease the amount that you're exposed to antibiotics, which are used so much in the raising of uh, all of these uh, various meats, and then you end up ingesting them. and. You know, those have been tied to everything from obesity to uh, antibiotic resistance. So, again, something we want to be avoiding. So, we have now, I have got uh, my colorful greens. I've got my protein. What about things like fruits and carbs? Where do those play into the, the wild diet? Or the... In, in a lot of cases, uh, especially health gurus will say you want to eat fruits and vegetables. Uh, I actually recommend the opposite order. Fruits in general, especially tropical fruits, things like uh, bananas, mangoes, papaya, the really sweet fruits can be super high in sugar, especially if you're drinking the juice. So while some amount of, of fruit is beneficial, uh, for most people, if they want to get results and lose fat, if they're carrying a little bit of extra weight, in a lot of cases, uh, having about one to two servings of fruit a day works best. So you have half a plate of veggies, you have uh, a responsibly sourced protein, and it could be a veggie variety of protein too. Um mm-hmm. And then yeah. you want to cover the plate also with, with a healthy amount of fat. So uh, olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, these are things that are, are absolutely natural, uh, very healthy. We've been eating them for a long time. What you want to avoid, though, in fat are the industrial oils like corn oil, soybean oil, kind of cheap oils that go rancid very easily and mm-hmm. don't have a good taste in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of science that's pointing in the direction that we should be eating whole food fats uh, that haven't been adulterated right. uh, by man or machine. Yes, and especially in that list of bad foods, bad fats are the trans fats too, which we always want people to be avoiding and which are still in our food supply. So there's good fats and there are bad fats. And I really like that you distinguish that. And I think it's important a lot of our listeners are, you know, there's definitely been this shift in the last, you know, several years or even, many people will think it's even more recent of suddenly we're incorporating fats again, which is 180 degrees from where we were in the 90s. Then it had to be low fat. And I don't want people to feel confused or whiplashed, but the science really is starting to play out and show that, you know, those 20 years we all did low fat foods everybody continued to get more obese and higher rates of diabetes and other chronic conditions. So we're really learning to, to reverse that and that uh, good fats are not the enemy here. And we sacrificed so much pleasure. And, you <laughs> know, when I, when I was first eating this way, eating, eating well fat, I mean, food tastes like cardboard. Fat is what brings the flavor and, uh, and mm. richness to food, and it's so satisfying. But yes. one of the most interesting things that, that, that happens when you switch to a more fat-based approach, especially if it's healthy fat, is that you don't get hungry mm-hmm. as often. And mm-hmm. so it's no longer about showing up at every meal and trying to eat less. 
it's just you naturally follow your hunger cues and they they give you the amount of food, you know, a very good indication of, of how much you should eat for each meal and, and when you shouldn't eat too. Yeah, you're entirely right. And I heard somebody say a really good quotation when he was talking about the uh, our diets now with uh, low-fat, high-sugar, high-refined carbs. If that's what your diet is, your brain is just telling you that it needs that because it causes those sudden spikes in your blood sugar and those sudden drops. And he said, like, if that's your diet, you can no more easily avoid those, uh, you know, the signals from your brain and kind of those cravings than if I said, you know, go hold your breath underwater for 45 minutes. You just can't physically do it. So it's about changing the diet to something that's really super beneficial for your body. So I love that. Yeah, and you can feel it mm-hmm. right away. It, t- it takes a few days for your body, sometimes a few weeks for certain people to adjust uh, and get off that carb roller coaster. But mm-hmm. once you do, there's just no looking back. Now, what about grains and carbs like quinoa, kind of more whole grains? Are those okay, or do you kind of advocate leaving those out in your wild diet? It really depends on your goals. And so uh, I eat them personally. I stay away from modern commercial breads and wheat. Mm-hmm. And uh, gluten, going gluten-free is kind of a, a shorthand for that. Um, but when it comes to starch, most people overeat it. Most people overeat starch and sugar. So if you're looking to uh, lose fat, most people benefit by dialing that down. But it doesn't mean that you have to avoid uh, grains and starches and carbs completely. I recommend, you know, quinoa is a good option, as is sweet potato uh, and, and other starches, like even boiled white potatoes, they work well for some people. It's all about finding your sweet spot. So mm-hmm. if you're a marathoner, the, you, you can burn through a lot more carbs than someone who's sedentary. So mm-hmm. if you're not someone who's, who's that physically active, usually turning down the carbs and certainly turning down the sugar uh, gives you a, a much more desirable result for not only your, your health, the way that you feel, but also the shape of your body and how much fat you're carrying. You know, and I, I think I mean, you make a great point of listening to your body because that's a big part of, you know, biohacking and being that fat-burning man is to, or, or woman, let's say fat-burning woman, is to, you know, to know how those things make you feel because everybody is going to feel differently after eating those. So you're eating it, you're essentially you're tracking it in some way if it's just, you know, being cognizant of how you feel and then taking action about it, which is what you had told us in the very first place. Taking action and also realizing and, and accepting that you don't always have all the answers, even when you find something that works well for you right then uh, because of changes in, in season, hormones, age, anything. Mm-hmm. It's always a moving target. You know, the, your optimal nutrition will be changing over the course of time. Mm-hmm. But the good news is that fresh foods are getting easier and easier to find. And so eating the right way used to be really hard, mm-hmm. you know, to get organic and yeah. fresh foods and pasture-raised beef. Now it's getting, uh, it, it's more and more accessible. And it, there might be a price premium mm-hmm. for it. That's, that's the way that people will see it. But I, I tend to think that organic food, you know, my brother's an organic farmer, he, oh, nice. he is not making big bucks, <laughs> and he's not doing it for the money. I think organic food, especially local food, is, is really priced at a fair price. Mm-hmm. And then when you go into big chain stores and you're buying the commercial factory varieties, that's a, kind of an artificial version yeah. of the real thing, and that's why it's so cheap. So it's not like real food is expensive. It's more just we're used to super cheap right. fake food. Yeah, exactly. The the fake food is the cheap stuff, absolutely, without a doubt. And you make a great point. We're going into the summer. Shop local. Go to your local farmer's market because that is how you're going to get a lot of those. You know you know how they're raising the foods and they're very as fresh as possible. 
Yeah. So. And you build a great relationship mm-hmm. as well with the farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you how many like free cuts of grass-fed meat we've gotten <laughs> from our farmers just because we go in there, we see people just, you know, every week we become friends. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's really a wonderful relationship that you start, start building, not with just where your food comes from, but also with your community. Yes, it's true. And there's a lot of great co-ops that I'm seeing uh, spring up to get organic fruits and veggies and meats and make it a little more affordable and, and doable. So people can definitely check those out. Abel, I want to also talk in our last couple minutes. I know that you're really expanding the whole you know, fat-burning man to really taking on a crusade about addressing our country's obesity epidemic. What are you doing with that? Well, you know, it's, it's shocking how bad things are right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way that I see it, especially having experienced it, uh, myself and then seeing so many other thousands of people across the world, just by changing your diet, you can heal yourself from so many conditions. I, I, I couldn't even list them. You mm-hmm. know, the, the stories that I've seen, the before and after of just people getting in their kitchen, getting fresh food, and starting to eat the right way is absolutely astounding. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I want to be out there as much as possible. I'm doing plenty of, of speaking around the country and, of course, my podcast to help people get the information that they need and, and hopefully learn to trust it. Uh, you know, people who are listening to this show, if you listen at the beginning, you're just like, oh, maybe I'll try one, one or two of these things. But put some of this stuff into action, even the simple stuff, getting more sleep, drinking plenty of water, eating fresh food, you know, eating your mm-hmm. vegetables. If you actually listen to this stuff enough and start doing it, your life changes. Uh, yes. and, and then the best part of that is usually you become an example uh, for your family and, and friends and the people around you, your community, and they begin to follow suit and start being uh, healthy as well. You're you're so true, and that's so true. Um, you know, especially being a parent myself, I have a toddler, and you know how I eat. And, you know, so goes my diet, so goes hers. She watches everything I do, and anybody who is a parent, you know, can essentially be a uh, you know an example to their spouses, the, their own parents, and their kids, and to themselves. By paying attention to what they're doing and really incorporating these things into their diet. Um, it, it's so worth it. Yes, and it's so, you are right, it is so worth it. And it's. I want everybody to try these things. Check it out. Give it a few days, like Abel mentioned. It, your body's going to readjust, but you will feel a difference. So again, you can read more about Abel. I know everybody's going to want to check him out. He has blogs. You can order his books and his eBooks and listen to his podcast at fatburningman.com. Of course, follow him on Twitter at fatburnman. Or Instagram at Fat Burning Man. This is Dr. Daria. I always love everybody's questions and comments, so don't forget to follow or tweet me at Dr. Daria or all of us here at ShareCare Inc. And you're listening to ShareCare Radio on Radio MD. Thanks for listening and stay well. 